verse number 23. Amen. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Amen. With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. I want to preach, amen, a message I've preached before. Amen. But I feel... Amen. A little switch in direction tonight. Uh, And I want to preach on this title. Man's impossibilities are God's miracles. Amen. Man's impossibilities are God's miracles. Amen. Let's set our Bibles down. Let's ask the Lord to talk to us tonight. Amen. We want God to have his way in this place. God, I love you. God, I come to you humbly tonight as your servant. God, I'm asking you tonight, Lord to speak to us, God, to move in this place. God, to give us miracles, God, like we have never seen before. God, I'm asking you to show your power, Lord. Show your grace. Show your strength, Lord, today. God, I pray you strengthen somebody in this house tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and you can be seated. Amen. I (coughs) promise I will not preach long. Amen. My iPad only has 10% life and it's going quickly. And all of my notes are in my iPad. But if it dies, I don't know. It's not going to bring fruit, but it's it's just going to die and I'll just have to, amen, go without it. Amen. Sometimes we become dependent on our our devices and... uh, when they die, amen, you start to remember back that old lesson you learned in college. Maybe Sister Monica, Sister Shannon, Brother Paul, some of you that have gone to college remember that speech lesson where the speech teacher told you, don't just have the PowerPoint, but have it printed out because you never know when it's going to die. So you start to remember those old lessons and think, man, should have prepared a little bit better. But man's impossibilities are God's miracles. And Matthew chapter 19 and 23 through 26 lets us to know a story that Jesus told about a rich man and uh, how it would be almost impossible for rich men to enter into heaven. Uh, It's very difficult, amen, because of all the things that they have, the entanglements. And I believe that it's, um, as the scripture says, it's not impossible, amen. With God, all things are possible. Uh, Matthew chapter 19 uh, does not... Uh, say that rich men cannot enter into the kingdom of God, but that because of the way their riches can easily dominate their lives, it is hard and difficult for them to enter. And this expression denotes literally a thing impossible, but figuratively very difficult. Uh, Some scholars have explained that the needle's eye referred to a gate with the smaller arch through which no camel could pass through except uh, unladen or all of the different uh, things that they put on the camel. Sometimes you probably flip through a National Geographic magazine or watch a YouTube video of something in, in Egypt. You see the camels all loaded up to 
with every, every, every bag that they could possibly place on the camel and, and with all the things that men place upon camels as they travel long distances through deserts, uh, it makes that camel's height very tall. And so people, some scholars have explained perhaps the uh, camel going through the eye of a needle is referring to a camel with all the bags uh, trying to go through this needle or this, uh, the name of this arch, particular arch in, in Bible days. And there's the rich young man in another parable did not go to hell because he was rich, but because he had neglected his soul's salvation. Uh, the definition of impossible is incapable of being or of occurring. Impossible is not difficult. Impossible is it's not going to happen. Amen. Human improbability often sets up in contradiction to the divine promise. Human improbability, things that we face in our lives that are improbabilities. Amen. We look at situations and things in our lives and we think it's so impossible that I'll never see the miracle, the answer to the prayer for which I'm praying today. And no doubt people in this place today, amen, may be faced with impossible situations and, and things that you may be dealing with in your own personal life. And you look at them and you think, I don't know how it will ever come to pass. Amen. I remember uh, hearing uh, and, and feeling I mean, different things as it related to uh, the church here and thinking sometimes as a kid it's impossible that, that God could ever do a great work in Latham. But then as we begin to put our, amen, our shoulder to the plow and people begin to, amen, work and we begin to join together shoulder to shoulder and prayer meetings begin to go forward and, and revivals begin to take place and, and great things begin to happen. Suddenly you look up and you begin to see that thing that I thought was impossible is coming to pass because the people of God are joining together in prayer. Amen. Perhaps it was something in your life. Amen. You looked at it as a child and thought, I'll never be able to have, amen, a good relationship with another individual because I grew up in a dysfunctional home. I grew up, amen, with mom and dad divorced. I grew up impoverished. I grew up with all these things against my life. And you begin to think how impossible it might be for you to have a good, solid relationship where you can trust another individual because you've been hurt so badly. Amen. But with God, all things are possible. Amen. How beautiful is it for the life that, amen, is placed into the hands of God. And suddenly things that seemed impossible, amen, certain, they begin to, they begin to come to pass. Amen. Prayers that I have prayed, prayers that you have prayed, prayers that mamas of this church have prayed for their children. And it looked like it was impossible. Amen. God brought it to pass. Amen. And there are... Uh, there is a scripture in the word of God in Genesis chapter 18 and verse number 14. And the question is, uh, the angel of the Lord asked it to Abraham, is there anything that's too hard for the Lord? Amen. Is there anything that's too hard for the Lord? And for a few moments tonight, amen, I want to provoke somebody. I want to challenge somebody to believe God to do some great things in your life. Amen. I want to, amen, remind you, amen, of the call of God placed upon many people's lives in this church. Amen. I want us to be stirred in our spirit to begin to believe God. Amen. For God to give us great revival, not just in our church, but in your home, in your family, in your daily time of prayer. Amen. In your job. 
the Lord. And that question was asked to a very aged woman, a very aged couple, Abraham and his wife, very uh, high up in years, amen, and by medical standards, amen, a man and woman in their 90s do not have children. Just in case you didn't know, women and men in their 90s don't bear forth children. There's a lot of different things that you could talk about from a physiological standpoint that make it seemingly impossible but with God, all things are possible. Older mothers face a host of increased health risks, including the higher likelihood of developing gestational diabetes and hypertension or having a stillbirth and maybe a preterm delivery. Amen. Age is the most important factor affecting a woman's chance to conceive and have a healthy child. And as women age, their fertility declines and a woman's fertility starts to decline in her early 30s with the decline speeding up after age 35. And at 40, a woman only has a 5% chance of becoming pregnant in a month. Amen. The percentages begin to go against the woman's favor as she begins to get older. Amen. This is because a woman is born with, with all the eggs she's ever going to need in her lifetime. And as she ages, her eggs age with her and decrease in quality and number. And one doctor stated, obviously, there is a difference between men and women. Women simply can't have children after a certain age. Amen. Geneticists have been aware for decades that the risk of certain rare birth defects increases with the father's age. Amen. It was, uh, by all accounts, impossible for Sarah to bear forth children. Amen. It was by all accounts impossible. That is why Abraham looked at his wife Sarah and said, maybe I better use our handmaid Hagar. Maybe I better go into Hagar. Sarah offered up Hagar to Abraham and they, uh, they, they went in and they had a child uh, and it was Ishmael. They had a child, uh, but that was not the plan that God had in store for Abraham and Sarah because God wanted them to realize that when I give you a miracle, it's not going to be because of your own human ingenuity. It's not going to be because of your own scheming and because of your own scheming, your own your scheming devices and different ways of going about doing things, but it's going to be because God did a miracle in your life. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is wait upon God. Sometimes it's the hardest thing to do is just wait upon the Lord. God, you gave me a word. God, you gave me a promise. God, I don't see how it's going to come to pass. God, I, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the clock, God, but it's now 40 years after that word. God, I don't know how this is going to come to pass. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but the, amen. I want to remind you today, when God speaks to you, when God gives you a word on a Sunday morning or a Monday night prayer meeting or a Wednesday night midweek service, amen, you've got to hold on to a word from God and say, God, you spoke something into my life. And though it seems it looks impossible, God, I believe you to do the impossible. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And the reason why God allows some things to take place in our lives as such is so that when it does happen, amen, we don't look at ourselves in the mirror and say, wow, I'm so good. Amen, look at what I've done. But so that we, amen, get on our faces before God and we say, God, I couldn't have made it without you. God, I could not have done it on my own. God, if you get all the glory, you get all the honor, all the praise and all the worship. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What things, amen, do you need from God on a Wednesday night that it seems like you battle time 
confusion and that sin that trips you up time and time again. Amen. It's time that you make your way to an altar and say, God, I'm just going to lay my doubts. I'm just going to lay my confusion. I'm going to lay my worries at your feet, God. And I'm going to trust you to do the impossible. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't we take a moment and worship Him? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Isaiah 53 and 1 says, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Amen. There are many reports in this world that you're going to hear from time to time. Yeah. Amen. Perhaps it may be, Sister Gina, you find your way to a doctor's office and they tell you, you're never going to do X, Y, and Z again. Perhaps someone else finds their way to the, the company of friends and they say, you're never going to make it. Amen. I remember hearing my father's testimony when he came to God and the, the devil whispered in his ear, you're not going to make it one week with living for God and he came back a week later and said you're not going to make it one month and there's different reports that you can hear in this world amen but there is the report of the Lord amen there is a report of the Lord that says with men it is impossible but with God all things are possible I don't know what you came looking for on a Wednesday night but I believe on a Wednesday night God spirit can fall fresh in your life Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Ezekiel, amen, in chapter 37, 1 through 10, there is the story of Ezekiel's boneyard. Amen, Ezekiel's boneyard. Amen, the Lord looked out, amen, and, and, and the Lord, amen, brought Ezekiel to a particular place, amen, where he saw a valley full of dry bones, scattered, amen, disconnected, amen, no life in them. Everything looked to be impossible. Amen. If you had perhaps uh, went to medical school and studied for all, all the different years that you have to go to medical school, you still would not be qualified, amen, to offer up a, 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 a conclusion about Ezekiel's boneyard, except to say that that is a valley of impossibilities. Amen. It was impossible in the eyes of Ezekiel and no doubt God knew exactly what Ezekiel was thinking when he told Ezekiel to look out onto a valley of dry bones amen I've never had the uh, I've never had the opportunity to view a dead man's bones that would be a little bit creepy uh, I've been to down the road Hagen Museum and seen a little coffin with uh, an old Egyptian king but wrapped in some Bandages, but that's as close as I ever came. Amen. But Ezekiel looked out and saw a valley full of bones. Bones stacked upon each other, one upon the other. Amen. Scattered, discombobulated. Perhaps on one side of that valley was an ankle bone. 
And on another side of that valley was the wrist bone of the same individual. And only God knew where all the bones were for each individual. And only God could bring to life a valley full of dry bones. Amen. It was impossible. Amen. There are things that you and I have gone to God about and said, God, you've got to give me a miracle. God, I don't know how this is going to happen. God, it doesn't look right. It doesn't seem right. I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Amen. But it's when you get in your face before God and you get in God's presence and you say, God, give me eyes to see. And give me eyes to see the miraculous. Give me eyes of faith, God, to see my mother and my father reunited in holy matrimony. Give me eyes of faith, God, to see my sick body be healed. Give me eyes of faith, God, to see a financial miracle in my family. Hallelujah. I want you to dare to believe God to do the impossible. Amen. Dare to believe God to do the impossible. Hallelujah. The problem is many times we just become satisfied with where we are. And we think this is just how it's going to be. I've learned to accept it as it is. I've learned to embrace. I'll always be sick. I'll always be broke. I'll always have this chaos and confusion in my life. I'll always be handicapped. I'll always be lame. I'll always be defeated. I'll always be beat up. I'll always be in a bad relationship. I'll always be this and I'll always be that. But we never have that communication, that conversation with God. Amen. Where God begins to talk to an Elijah. God begins to talk to uh, to, to Brooke, uh, to Emily, uh, to the kids, to the, to the young people. God begins to talk and says, what do you think about this, Elijah? What do you think about this, Brother Terrence? What do you think about that, Brother Nathan? Instead, we're talking to one another. We're talking to those not in the faith. And they're discouraging oftentimes. But it's when we get in God's presence. We say, God, can you give me a miracle? God, can you work in this situation, work in my behalf? God, I'm looking at a valley full of impossibilities. And I've said it before, I'll say it again, amen. When I, when my wife and I, we came to Lathrop a few years ago, amen, this, here in the San Joaquin Valley, Amen. It seemed like, you know, in my mind, I thought back to all those times we had church and we pushed and we pressed. And, and it was a battle. It was a fight. And there wasn't much that turned up. And it looked like impossibilities. But I said, God, I know, Lord, that you you are able to do the miraculous. God, you are able to do the impossible, God. Where we fall short, God, that's where you step onto the scene and perform great miracles and great works and great wonders of the deep God. Hallelujah. We, I looked in my own life and I thought, God, this looks like it. It could be impossible. There's perhaps, God, the bones of backsliders scattered throughout this valley. There's the bones of the lost and the hurting scattered throughout this valley. There's the bones of the confused that have been wounded by ministry, that have been hurt and confused, that have been dismayed by things they've seen in the church. And God, there's bones scattered throughout this valley. And God, it looks like it's impossible, but God, if you will move into the scene of this situation, God, I believe that there can be established in the city limits of Lake of California a great 
baby steps. I used to have to drag my foot, but now I can take steps. Amen. And even then, she still used the walker just to stabilize it. But this past Sunday, Sister Lucy came to church. Amen. With just a cane. Amen. And even then, she only used it for stability. Amen. God is doing the impossible right here before our eyes. God is doing the miraculous right here in this church. Hallelujah. God is doing, amen, for us what doctors cannot do for us. Hallelujah. It's not, it's not limited to the physical. It's also, amen, it will touch your relationships. I believe, amen, before, amen, before very long, amen, there will be couples, amen, exchanging marriage vows, reuniting themselves together that was once separated, that were once divorced. I believe God can bring back together the estranged spouse. I believe God can do it. And it's time we believe it with all of our hearts. God, I believe you to do the impossible. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, I want to see, Lord. Oh, I want to see a strange couple renewing their vows in this church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's not just the physical, and it's not just the spiritual, but God can give impossibilities in your finances. A lot of churches don't get quiet when we talk about finances, but I believe, amen, that's not the will of God. Amen, I believe a healthy church is blessed financially. Amen. I believe that as we're in tune in line with the will of God, the plan of God for our lives, and we're doing our part, and, and we're, we're obeying the word of God, and we're submitting ourselves to godly leadership and authority, amen, by just being in proper alignment, amen, just by being proper in alignment with God, amen, God will bless you financially, amen. It's not a prosperity doctrine that I'm preaching about tonight, amen, but it's simply, amen, the, the God of impossibilities on the move in every area of your life, amen. We should not relegate God to just this specific area of our lives, amen. But when I made up my mind to live for God, I said, God, take all of my life. Every area that I have, every area of my life, in my relationships, in my finances, in my, in my dedication to God, in every area of my life, my time, my talents, and my treasure. It's yours, God. It's yours. And I've watched, amen, God bless those of you in this church that have stepped out and said, God, I'm going to sow a seed of faith here today. God, I'm going to write an extra zero on that check. I'm going to double that amount this month. God, I'm going to go above and beyond. God, I'm going to write up that, that check for missions, God. I'm going to write up that check for missions, God. I'm going, to, I'm going to pay tithes, God, on this thing here that I probably don't have to, but God, I'm going to do a little extra, God. And God blesses. And things, and you looked at your life and said, I don't know how it's going to happen. God can do it. Amen. A few years ago in, San, in, in Fremont, my wife and I were, were newly married, and I was awoken to the harsh reality of the Bay Area real estate market, and thinking, well, when I get married, we're going to have a nice big house, and some nice new cars, and life's going to be good. She's going to work. I'm going to work. 
We both got college degrees. We're going to make a lot of money. We're going to do okay. And, and God had it where my wife needed to stay home. And I thought, wow, God, that kind of puts a wrinkle in my plans there. <laughs> kind of need that extra income to help us survive in this Bay Area. And I remember telling my wife, Shannon, we're never going to own a home in the Bay Area. It's impossible. I only make X amount of money, and I'm the only one making money. And it's difficult. It's, it's nearly impossible. God knew everything. God knew everything. And if I kept the right spirit, and if I just submitted myself to the, the plan of God, God would unfold before my eyes, amen, the dreams that I had. And it was, uh, I believe it was 2014, around that time frame, amen, that we put, we, we made a commitment to give a little extra to, to the house of God, the kingdom of God, putting our plans to the side and saying, God, it looks like it's impossible, but God, I'm just going to take this impossibility right here in my life and I'm just going to give it to you, God. There, God, you have it. You take this impossibility. You know what I desire, what I need. You know all the desires of my heart, God. But I'm going to take my impossibilities. I'm just going to put it in your hands. You take it, God. You bear that load. And we gave. And forgive me for it. I'm only sharing because it's, it's what I know. I don't, if I knew your testament, I'd share that too. If it didn't embarrass you. But uh, this is what I know. And, and I watched as we, we gave unto the Lord. Amen. God opened the door for us to buy. Amen. A completely remodeled townhouse in a top school district in Fremont. Amen. Where there was many bidders, cash bidders, higher bidders, and, and all, all on down the line. And I thought, well, it's going to happen like it always happens, Brother Miguel. I put in an offer and someone with an extra $100,000 cash smacks on the table. And I walk away dejected and humbled. But not this time. Amen. I, we made an offer. And it was smaller than other offers. It wasn't an all-cash offer like other offers. It wasn't as fast as other offers. Some people would tell you, I can give you the money now. I'll write you the check now. And, I, and my offer is like, well, in 30 days, if it clears the bank and gone down the line, a little bit of risk there, they took our offer. And God made, took my impossibility and made it a possibility. Amen. Sometimes God speaks to us in ways that we understand. Amen. To you, it may be something different. Amen. To me, my mindset, uh, going to college for an accounting degree, I see numbers, and that's, that's important to me, numbers. Uh, and I analyze numbers, and I just do it sometimes for the fun of it. And that's just my nature. And so God speaks to me sometimes through those things. Uh, others, God speaks to you through other things. Uh, and I've shared before, and I know I'm not embarrassing you, but I remember a time... Uh, Sister Gina came to the, 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 ch the church service on, I think it was a, a Wednesday night, and she, she felt impressed to double up on her tithe. And uh, I remember, you know, back then there was just a, just a few of us, so, you know, we, I, I saw the tithing, and uh, I, almost, I almost wanted to give it back. I said to my heart, you, you can't do this, Sister Gina. You can't do this. You, you need this. And I remember... Uh, Pastor Shumig telling me sometimes the hardest thing to do is to take a widow's mite and use it for the kingdom of God. But if you don't take it, you rob them of their blessing. And, and I remember 
just resisting that urge of me to give it back to Sister Gina. And we prayed over it. And I said, God, would you bless her? Would you give her a miracle, something that she desires? And I remember a few weeks later, if not one week later, her son that was away from God for many years, Brother Nathan, he was a good Christian, good young Christian man, now going to church. But he walked into church, amen, and, and God talked to him. God moved in his life. And I think it was like a couple of services afterward, he just fully surrendered to God. And I remember in my mind connecting that back. That's right, Sister Gina put that impossibility. It probably was hard that month for her. But she said, God, I'm going to just put this in your hands. You take the load for a month. You take the load, God. You, 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 you carry this burden that I have. And as she threw that in God's hands uh, and put it in God's hands, amen, amen, her son that was away from God walked back into the church doors. How can you measure that? How can you measure? How can you measure that? Amen. If, if I knew that all I had to do was write out double the time and, and, a, and a backside would come home every service, amen, I'll probably do that a whole lot more often. But how can you measure that? You can't measure that. Amen. It's, it's, and because of sacrifices like ladies in the church like that, the church is blessed on a Sunday morning for hear the drum playing. And, and there's other testimonies that we could share of, of people that have had dealt with the impossibilities and said, God, I'm just going to put this in your hands, God. I'm just going to wait upon the Lord. Amen. If I hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battle, victory shall be mine. And God, I'm going to put it into the palm of your hands today. Amen. Perhaps it's a lost loved one that you're dealing with today. Perhaps, amen, it's a sick child. Amen. Perhaps, uh, amen, it's some, some situation at work and it looks like it's impossible. Amen. I don't know if I could find me a job close to home. Amen. That could give me church hours. Amen. But God, I'm going to put it in your hands one more time. And God, I'm going to trust you to do what seems to be impossible. I'm going to trust you to do what seems to be impossible. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm through tonight. Amen. God has a plan for your life, for your family individually. And oftentimes the way we discover that is by just taking that leap of faith and saying, God, here we go. You gave me a word. I'm going to step out on that word. I'm just going to step out on that word, God. You gave me a word. And God, I'm going to allow you to do the miraculous in my life. Amen. It's not impossible for God to give you a job, Brother Dooley, close to the home, equal to greater pay. You pray that. I pray that. God, bless me. Provide for me. Provide for my family. Amen. Today, God's blessed with a job. Amen. Which is what I was making before the Bay Area. And it's 15 minutes from home. And I thought, wow, does those jobs still exist, Brother Miguel? But God does. God knows where everything's at. And as we get in God's perfect will, amen, God will orchestrate your steps. And suddenly, as you're following the direction of the Lord, amen, God allows you to see an open door. And one thing that I've been taught and I've heard and I've, I've held it close to me is that when God opens the door, you put your foot in it. You don't ask questions. You put your foot in it. You say, okay, God, this door is open. You open it for me to walk in. I'm going to walk in this door. And, and I've applied that to my life many times. There's been times, amen, uh, in years past where going to church, 
On a Wednesday night, I remember, and, and back a few years ago when we lived in Fremont, I was working in San Francisco sometimes, taking the BART train, living in Fremont, going to church in San Jose. It was a trek. Every single day. Uh, sometimes we were at the church every night, but there's times, uh, perhaps, it, and it was Wednesday night on many occasions, where I'd take the BART from Fremont all the way to San Francisco, work, get off work, come straight home, and hope my wife had a nice sandwich or something, some food, eat it in the car on the way to church, and sometimes exhausted and tired. And there was times, Sister Lauren, Pastor Shoemaker would text me or call me and say, Brother Nate, I need you to do X, Y, and Z tonight in service. And I didn't say, Pastor Shoemaker, you know I'm tired. You know, I got to commute past Shoemaker. I remember, if God opens a door, you put your foot in it. And my response many times, maybe it was gritting my teeth, but it was, yes, sir, I'll do it. Yes, sir, I'll do it. I'm going to do it. If you have the faith in me, you're a prayerful man, and you ask me, I'm going to say yes. Because God's going to anoint me because I, I obeyed. And God's going to bless my obedience. Amen. There's uh, another story. Uh, with this, I close. Brother Jack Cunningham told the story years ago where he was uh, a very young man. And we all, many of us know who Brother Jack Cunningham is. He's a great, great preacher. Many people have got the Holy Ghost with his ministry. And he, he was telling the story one time of how uh, he was expressing as a young man his desire to preach to his pastor. With tears streaming down his face, he had mustered up all the courage and said, I feel the call to preach. And just weeping before his pastor, his pastor didn't bat an eye. He just kept on driving as they were just telling him down the, going down the road. And he said, well, maybe I need to tell him again. Pastor, I feel like God's calling to the ministry. I'm ready to preach. And I've, I've been battling with this, with this thing. And I've said yes to God. And this pastor just kept on driving down the road. Didn't bat an eye. And as he got to the church, his pastor said, uh, I don't know if call him Jack or Brother Cunningham, why don't you go out there and help the men uh, put, out, uh, put up that leak that's in the, the concrete. Just lay it on the floor and kind of block the water from going a certain direction. And his task was just to block the water by laying on the floor because they were trying to put out a plumbing leak. And his response is, yes, sir, I'll do it. Another thing came along. And his pastor said, uh, why don't you start a men's prayer meeting on this extra night of the week, in addition to the services that you already go to during the rest of the week? Yes, pastor, I'll do it. And as he began to submit himself to the, the leadership of his pastor, God began to bless him. God began to use him. And God began to make those things that he thought might have been impossible, make them possibilities. Uh, and as we step out in faith and as we simply obey what God has given us, the word that God has given us, amen, we will see impossibilities become possibilities. Because we just say, God, I put it in your hands, God. God, this area of my life, God, that I don't understand how it's going to work out, how it's going to turn out, God, it's in your hands. I'm going to take it before you, God. And whatever you speak to me along the way, God, I'm going to just say yes to God. I'm going to surrender. Whether I, whether I like how it sounds or how it feels or not, God, God, I'm just going to put it in your hands, and I'm going to obey the word of the Lord. Amen. Why don't we stand to our feet tonight, and why don't we lift our hands?